0: I have been out there this morning. Absolutely here, here every morning. And uh, look, it's going well. Steffi, going very well.
1: Yeah, I um, sometimes my Google Maps sends me around the back of Ellerslie is the quickest way to get home, and and it's it's a bit of a time lapse for me. It's really taking shape, and once it's amazing what just a little bit of green on the track does.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think it gives uh, everybody a lot more confidence, and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and, and for us, once once that grass starts growing, it sort of uh, gives us a, a bit of a pep in the step, so to speak.
1: I want to talk to you about the facilities as well, but before we leave the track, um, what stage is it at?
0: Uh, so, track itself is, is completed. It's fully seeded. Uh, the last part that we seeded uh, a week and a bit ago has germinated. We've got a, a really good even germination, which is what we hoped for, which is great. And and obviously the back straight was germinated or seeded probably three weeks prior to the back part and or the last part, I should say, and that's continuing to grow well. So we're delighted with the germination. Now it's just uh, crossing the fingers for a lot of sun and and some. Beautiful, warm rain at night, and uh, that's all we can ask for at this stage.
1: If we look forward 12 months, uh, is, is Ellerslie still going to have good through-heavy tracks, or will the absolute boggy stuff now be eliminated, do you think?
0: That'll that'll be gone. Our our objective and, and part of the reason for putting in the, the straight-air surfaces is to allow us to race um, around that uh, good five range um we obviously uh, obviously it's weather dependent on how much rain you do get but the track can handle a lot of rain in the lead up to a race day without affecting it so uh, I would like to say without putting my uh, head on the block and and lots of people diving back into this uh, interview <laughs> saying oh you said this uh, look our, our, our focus is particularly over those um, spring months uh, and then, then in the late autumn has been able to have a, a surface which is in that good five range and not, not, uh, be concerned when there's rain arriving pre-erase day. Jeez, that's just brilliant,
1: just brilliant. Um, while fingers,
0: fingers crossed, Steph.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed, absolutely. Um, and, of course, while you haven't had the foot traffic, I mean, the convention centre or the conference centres and things you've got there have still been up and running. Has has it afforded you the opportunity to throw a bit of paint and wallpaper around as well?
0: Yeah, 100%. So we continue to do that regardless of whether the, the track's in play or not. So we've been upgrading rooms. Um, the members' stands getting completely repainted, the the front-facing part of the stand uh, towards the track has been completed and and once we get a little bit more settled weather, we'll uh, get on to the backside of that. So uh, people will notice a a big change when they get back here and, and hopefully they're as excited as we are. So upgrade
1: to both members and public facilities, I guess.
0: Yep, 100%, 100%. We'll continue to do those. Obviously, you've got to keep changing in the modern world and and that's something that uh, we're not sitting back on. We're uh, we're making sure that we're giving the best facilities that we can.
1: Now, I think the timeline, the hopeful, the fingers crossed timeline is the Karakamillion incredible, incredible racing event that you have. That's when you'd like to be racing. Where's your confidence level that you'll be back up and running by then?
0: Yeah, 100% you're bang on. That's how That's how focus obviously there's there's a lot of testing and, and a lot of preparation to to, to do before we hit that, that milestone. So we'll do naturally, we'll have horses come around for, for a zip around to, to prove that it's ready to move to the next stage. We will obviously then go into jump outs, putting pressure onto the, onto the course proper. Once that gets signed off, we move into trials, which... All going well. We, we hopefully will have horses coming for a zip around with, uh, with jockeys that have ridden on Stratheus surfaces before around that, uh, late November period, early December move into, uh, jump outs and trials. Uh, we'll hold a race day, which will be January the 14th. And then, uh, if those things all get ticked off along the way, then, uh, all guns blazing for the Caracamillion and as you point out, what a uh, awesome, awesome race day will it will be if, if we can if we can take that off and have that uh, that as our our grand official reopening. It'll be something spectacular.
1: And the stakes are gone up for Karaka Million as well, like and not just a little bit. They've had a big injection,
0: hundred percent, and that's a lot of good work with. Uh, with a group of parties, New Zealand Firebed Racing, obviously n slash TAB, with the new announcements have made and obviously New Zealand Bloodstock a are, are critical cog in, in the whole world of the racing or Where it all starts, buying that horse at New Zealand Bloodstock at, at the uh, New Zealand Bloodstock sales sort of late January. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited, staff, so fingers crossed that that the weather is kind to us this year. Which it hasn't been for the last two years, and uh, we get that grass growing, and and look as long as the grass grows and we get the strength and and the root structure where we need it to be, we've got all confidence of uh, at this stage of of achieving those uh, goals. We're talking to
1: Paul Wilcox, chief executive of Auckland Thoroughbred Racing, just just to give us a. Uh, a bit of an indication of the scale. How many people, you know, on your busiest days in this whole rebuild refurbishment? How many people turned up for work each Monday?
0: And on the track itself, yeah, staff? yeah, uh, we would have had we would have had probably I would say 50, 60 people working on the track itself from from the civil contractors uh, which were preparing the base to then the straight Strathair team from Australia that were laying it so. Massive amount of people, Um, just to give you some numbers to put it into a bit more context for your listeners, we've put in uh, 11 kilometres of drainage, 15,000 tonnes of gravel, 35,000 tonnes of sand, uh, 1,700 cubic metres of peat moss, uh, and and a similar amount of of the reflex mesh that, that goes into the sand. So, massive project. Lot of people not helped by the weather, but uh, we're on the we're on the home straight as they say. So the okay. track's finished; it's now just sitting sitting fellow growing the growing the grass. So as long as that continues to grow the way it should, um, and we have that wonderful spring that we can get here in Auckland, warm days, lovely warm rain at night. In okay. uh, we're looking forward to to returning at Ellerslie sooner rather than later. Yep,
1: we all are. And last thing, Paul, a lot of people won't know, but you're actually a highly credentialed chef. So I've got a <laughs> I've got a question for you. It's the, the age-old question as we're swinging towards spring and summer in, the, in barbecue weather and steak and salad. There's so many different ways to cook a steak, right? And I see these people yeah, right. put, put a knob of butter in the pan at the end and a sprig of rosemary and spoon the butter over. What, what's your go-to for the perfect steak for us?
0: Go to, to the perfect steak. Listen carefully because you do this right. You'll never, you'll never cook a bad steak again. You, you'll oil the meat, not the pan or the grill. Right. Right. So you've got your steak sitting there. Bring it up to room temperature. So take it out of the fridge half an hour before you need to, to cook it. So it just naturally gets its temperature up right. Oil that meat. And then the most critical piece. Put a good amount of salt onto it after you've ordered, both sides. Do not put pepper on at that stage because pepper goes acrid, particularly when it's on the grill. Pepper it afterwards. Whack it on the grill, bang, bang. However long you cook it for, you rest it. Can't go wrong. Beautiful.
1: Cook it for seven minutes, rest it for seven minutes.
0: But, uh, yep, yep. But if you're cooking a steak for seven minutes, you're probably going to have a bit of charcoal stuck. So <laughs> you might need just to pull back. <laughs> so like depending depending on your size, on um, um, of of the the meat. i um, usually sort of to get a nice medium rare steak. If it's a good thick sort of um, inch inch and a half, you're probably only needing to do one minute either side because you'll have a stinking hot grill. But uh, so one minute either side, so two minutes, rest her for two minutes. She's going to be beautiful.
1: Go and have a steak sandwich at Ellerslie. Paul Wilcox will cook it for you. How about that?
0: Good man.
1: Awesome. Cheers, buddy. All the best. It's looking great. Go well.